I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Every time we had a break, I would run indoors and I would open my, like, you know, medicine box and just, I just was so... Ill. We've had so many moments where we've had we to just have. like, you pull up your pants, you forget that you, you have a fever and you just like, go for it. My name is Anna Silk. For six seasons, I played Bo on the hit TV series, Lost Girl. I am so happy you are here for the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast to take a trip down memory lane with me, the amazing cast and some very special guests. I'm so glad to finally be able to say the family is back together again. Welcome back, everybody, to the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast. It is episode 12 already, which I can't believe. Second to last episode of the season. Um, I don't know if my voice sounds strange to all of you listening. Um, We all have the flu over here. Flu strain A, to be exact. Um, but I sound like I have a deep man voice in my head. But it is me, and I am here. And I think only my co-host for today would be able to pull me from my sick bed, which, as moms know out there, is really the kitchen. Um, <laughs> but I'm here. I'm thrilled to be here, and I am thrilled to introduce introduce my co-host for today, the Miss Ksenia Solo. Hello, Yay. my fluey, beautiful bow. 
Oh, we had sick days together on set all the time. So many sick days. (laughs) I feel like we had different ailments. Oh my God. Every season, frankly. I remember this one night for me specifically, probably one of the worst nights of my like entire working career. I had like a like a lunch box full of, you know, painkillers, fever reducers, like throat sprays. Cause I think it, I had strep throat. And I remember being on set at like, I don't know what, like one in the morning, two in the morning outside, I think in like, you know, scantily clad, probably in like a short skirt. It was, I assume like minus, I don't know, t- t- 10 degrees, maybe worse. I remember pulling something so heavy and like every time we had a break, I would run indoors and I would open my like, you know, medicine box and just, I just was so ill. We've had so many moments where we've had to just like, you pull up your pants, you forget that you you have a fever and you just like go for it. But I feel- You just go for it. There's something weird like between action and cut where you can just kind of show up and be like, I'm here. And then you kind of fall apart. I just remember us asking a lot for like, can we have a ginger tea? We just need a ginger tea. And they'd bring us this fresh, like real ginger tea. And then we would be like, oh, good. And we take a couple sips and then they'd be like, okay, get back to it. So we'd have to put our ginger tea down and then we'd go cut, do the scene and come back and our ginger tea. We're like, we need another one. Yeah. Another yeah. It's cold. Tea. It's cold. Yeah. Uh, but they, they took very good care of us on set all the time. They did. Those but we did. We had teas, little tickle those. trunks of remedies with us yeah. at all times. I feel like, yeah. um, but we're here. We are lucky that we have healthy bodies. Yes. We will recover. Yes. In this family over here, I'm just speaking about us specifically because okay. we, we're I'm the like, ones yes with the flu. Everyone. <laughs> but yes, for everyone. So everyone listening, I hope everyone is taking good care of themselves this cold and flu season. Yeah. Anyway, so this, Ksenia, we're going to talk about episode 12 titled Dismembers Only. It was written by Jeremy Boxen and directed by Steve DeMarco, who we have talked a lot about on this podcast. Um. How did you feel watching this episode and what were your first impressions? I enjoyed it so much. I mean, I feel like I say that about every episode. I know. Um, But there were so many uh, charming and fun moments. Um, It's hard to pick just one, but I really, really loved it. I love when like everyone's together, like solving the mystery. Um, Bo and Dyson just just make my heart warm. And I love Kenzie like interrupting their <laughs> romance all the time. I found myself watching I, and being like, are you, are you for real right now? Like, I love that when they're in the bath, bath? Yeah. and you just like walk in, you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, we need like, it's just hey totally normal. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like looking in the water. I'm like, Hey, how you guys doing? Do you need more bubbles? Um, <laughs> yeah, I totally interrupted the moment there. Um, I think Oh my God. And, uh, when Bo and Kenzie come to like convince Dyson and he's like still in the bath and Bo and Kenzie are just sitting there being like, please, please help us. I don't know. I just loved this episode so much. Don't know. What yeah. Else me too. Yeah. I know. Me too. I, I loved, first of all, this was the season where we really did a lot of undercover, you know, yeah. like there was like, we went undercover. So we would have like the different wardrobes and hair, makeup and stuff to reflect that. First of all, I loved your accent. I mean, oh I have God. to say it was so, I had totally forgotten all about that, Me too. Um, but it was so great. And I loved, I mean, it was so much fun to watch. Um, 
but it was weird to see like Bo and Dyson in preppy clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what is happening? Like, and doing very couple like things because this is when Bo and Dyson were really like a couple, mm-hmm. you know, and I had forgotten how much of a couple we often were in that first season, which they particularly build up in this episode, of course, to tear down later as we, as we all know. Um, but it was really weird to watch and like see Chris and I like walking in the forest in like preppy clothes. And it just felt like this weird out of body, out of care, not out of character, but the undercover nature of it was fun to watch. And I remember so much being on that location. We must've been there for a few days because we did a lot of filming there. I remember how hot it was. Like I just felt like my face and my, like the makeup was just like melting off my skin. I definitely like got that like sensation back watching, watching yeah. the episode. Yeah, you totally. guys as like, yeah, the preppy couple. <laughs> I just loved it so much. We had so many amazing guest stars in that episode. And please, can I give a shout out to Michael Mando, who is so fantastic. He's so fantastic. And I, he went on to be a regular on Orphan Black, right? Orphan Wasn't Black. He? Yes. Yeah. And, he, he and most, many other things I yes, know, but yes, um, he was amazing. And he was so grounded. And in the last scene, he was so moved. Like he was visibly moved by his cousin, what he went through. I just remember the feeling of filming with him. You kind of go, oh, there's a bit of like, we got to hold space for this performance. Yeah. yeah, He brought such a beautiful energy to set. And I think Mm -hmm. that just reflects like just his energy as a person. And sometimes when you have people come in and you're supposed, you know, you meet them and like five seconds later on screen, you're supposed to be uh, playing as if, you know, you're, you're long lost friends or long lost lovers or you, your family, or you have such a tight knit bond and like, we need to be able to feel that and see it. And with him, like having that five seconds, you know, to meet and then film, he just he brought so much levity and I just felt like I had known this person forever. And he just made those scenes like so easy and enjoyable. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just enjoyed working with him so much. So shout out, big shout out to Mr. To him. Mando. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You, you felt like you both had that history that you were supposed to have. Yeah. And frankly, I think from, from now on, we should just call you meow meow. <laughs> <laughs> wondering if you were going to mention that. I, love I kind meow of like meow. it. I, kind of like I it. love it. I love Meow Meow. I think I could, it suits you. Thank you. Meow. <laughs> um, I, complete, I just completely forgot about that episode. Um, there were so many moments that made me laugh. And uh, one of my favorite scenes was, again, Kenzie interrupting the moment, like Bo and Dyson are having this nice moment on the couch and Kenzie just comes in and is like, rub my feet. Let me put my feet in your face. Um, (laughs) It was so nice to just like, again, just have like all of us um, united and and trying to solve this case. It felt like acting camp again. It was one of those acting camp episodes. I remember being on that location um, and the... (laughs) There is, there was actually a couple and they were naked, fully naked that run by. Oh. You don't really see it as much in the episode because it looks like, did you, did you notice it? No. They were full commando. And so there, there was a lot of How extras. How did I miss that? 
<laughs> well, and so I think it's, yeah, Dyson and I are there. I remember the, cause like the actual filming of that is that there are two naked people standing beside you that you've never seen before, even clothed. And you're just like, oh, you're fully naked. They were standing to my left. Uh, our director calls action and these, this naked couple like runs by the screen and Dyson and I are like, Ooh, like, where are we? I, I don't know why we looked so like Ooh, weird because I'm a succubus, <laughs> frankly, but, um, but it was the, I just remember the whole, the whole filming of that. It just had this weird, but f- super fun energy. I think it was, there were so many background people, some of whom were naked. I loved, um, the, the man who played the, uh, like the boss. Yeah. Yes. He was so his great. physicality, like all his little moves. Um, I, I loved after you like succubused him and got the information from him and you and Dyson are like, you know, discussing the details and he's just sitting there like, like rub like rubbing your shoulder, like still in no. his succubus, his succubus phase, haze. Um, I don't know. Just something about that. I was like, man, you're awesome. I know. I feel like, um, I mean, look, we had great actors come on the show. That's, that's true. But also um, the writing and the directing inspires that kind of play. Right. 100%. So it's a, it's a combination of all those things. And he was just, he was so fun to watch. And actually the, the guest star who played Chloe, like the blonde rich yeah. is actually a really good friend of mine, Amy. Oh my God. <laughs> so really? It was funny to do a scene with her where she, where she's like flirting with me and I'm thinking, Amy, what's going Amy. on? Amy. Um, yeah. I, I had known Amy back in my early audition days in Toronto. Um, and she's a wonderful so actress fun. and a wonderful friend. So I, I was, I had forgotten that she was in that particular episode. So that was kind of fun for me to watch. What was the most difficult or challenging part of this episode? Does anything come to mind for you? I was so nervous about the accent. I wish I had had more time, like watching it back. I, um, I can, I can tell that I'm like, I'm talking a little bit too slow. Like when I'm doing the accent, cause I'm, I'm really trying to like, you know, do it like as perfect as I can. Um, but I was so stressed about it and I was like, I just want to get this right. But you know, it's hard, it's hard to perfect things like that when you don't have much time, but that was definitely yeah. the most challenging for me. I, I mean, I feel like you nailed it, but I do get oh, the thanks. time crunch. Like we're often, you know, there is such a time crunch for all of these things. Once you're up and running uh, in a production, it's just like, go. And you kind yeah. of don't stop running yeah. until yeah. it's it's at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so suddenly when you're like, you I'm learning take how to a breath. Yeah. I'm learning how to sword fight. Like, <laughs> oh, if only, you know, um, or whatever it is. Do you yeah. remember, actually, I just remembered this. There was one rap gift that you gave me one year. Um, Ksenia made us matching t-shirts that said, we work, we sleep, we work, we sleep. Because do you remember that's what we used to say, <laughs> especially in season one, we'd yeah. be like, we work, we sleep, we work, we, work, we sleep, we sleep. <laughs> because that's kind of, that's what we did, which we loved, by the way, we're not lamenting the fact that yeah. that's what we did, but it really was just, you know, quickly intense. learning an accent and all that kind of stuff. It was really intense, but you, I mean, that was, you did so well. I think I'm trying to think of my most difficult or challenging part. I mean, I know for some reason I keep talking about this damn leg injury that I had, but in that episode, it was particularly bad because I had just blown out this muscle in my leg. So it kept collapsing. Oh. You can't see it on screen, but like for any close-ups, if I was beside Chris, I was holding his hand. He was like my cane. Oh, um, and then when I had to run, I had to run like a certain way, like kind of bouncy to try to n- not fall into the garden. 
Yeah, um, with those. Yeah, I was going to ask you what heels. it was like. It's one yeah. thing to run in like boots, which like usually I had when I was doing any sort of difficult running. But yeah. I took note. I was like, that's like soil and grass, and those are not easy heels and that's to like walk a strappy, or run in. A strappy, strappy. heel. Yeah. yeah, strappy. No good. Well, you um, did. You did very well in that department, and I could not tell you were in pain. And those injuries are they're really hard to deal with. So you were a champion and any sort of, any sort of, you know, um, what did you say? Like bobble running, any sort of like, um, running that wasn't your normal kind of running just fit with like that preppy. It did. It did. But in watching it, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember. I remember what I was trying to do there. Um, I, I feel like, I mean, I loved, I loved the groundskeeper as well. I love how he just like peeked out from places. And just like stared at us. And yeah. I love Bo and Kenzie. Like they see him and then they try to look yes. cool and casual. <laughs> Did yes. you notice that? Like our body yes. language right away was like, hmm. Yeah. Like we're going to. Yeah. It made me laugh. Cause we I just, love it. we just, we just had fun. We just had fun. Yeah. You can feel it. You can feel it. You yeah. can feel and, it. And Steve DeMarco, of course, always brought like just the greatest sense of play and freedom and you could just, you, you felt like you could really, um, I don't know, in television, like oftentimes you don't have time to play. There's just no time. You got to make the scenes, make, make the, make the day. And with mm-hmm. him always, there just was a sense of like, ah, oh, we get to like create and play. And, and I yeah. definitely felt that in this episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It never felt like it would ever be too much. Mm-hmm. You know, it would always feel like exactly, exactly the right amount. I remember like my first, one of my first jobs as an actor thinking that, like, I just had no clue about what it means to be on set. And I remember showing up and being like, you'll work with a director. Like in my head, I was like, you'll discuss the character, which honestly, I can't remember what the character was at this point. It was probably, it was not a huge part. It was in something. And like, you get there and they're like, stand by for blocking, which means like a rehearsal and like where you're going to stand so that that the crew can light you properly and things like that. And they're like, okay. And then you kind of go away and you're like, oh, I'm waiting for my moment to discuss this with the director. Then you go back and they're like, action. (laughs) You're like, oh my God. It's, it's a fast moving train for sure. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I learned very quickly that that's really not what happens in film and television. Um, Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I also loved the actress who played the, you know, the, the bad guy of this the, episode, uh, yeah. the bad, the land white. Is that, was she, land, was she the land white? By the Is way, that, when we do, when Trick talks about the land white and he like that plant CGI happens, you were so 
into it. I loved how Kenzie went right down. I was like staring at this pretend plant, which would have been a pretend plant, obviously on the day. Yeah, yeah. But I did, t- I did clock that. I was like, wow, she's really into this plant. I was really committed. <laughs> you, you sold that plant. Um, you really did. But yeah, but I think her name was Stephanie Belding. She played the the baddie. Yeah, um, she. W- I loved her take on it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It was different. Yeah. Um, because she just was so relaxed into her badness. You yeah. Know? It was like, um, it was unexpected. It was, it was really nice. And I, and, uh, she in real life is a very, um, active, I don't know if I say active, but a very outspoken in a good way, vegan. So it was just funny to like see her ah. with all these vegetables. It made sense. Oh my God. I didn't know <laughs> um, that. For her That's... to have all these vegetables around her. I was yeah. just like, oh yeah. Um, hmm. I had just Life remembered that. Life imitating art. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also loved at the end, I loved with the last scene with Michael Mondo, who said, who was, you know, he was very moved and, 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 and deeply grateful that we had helped him and find out what happened to his cousin, Thumper. Oh, Thumper. Um, and I love that Bo gives him the, the lottery yes. ticket and Kenzie's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Because I just love that moment because it kind of shows like Bo was never driven by mm. money. She was really driven by justice, Yeah, you know, and Kenzie is a little more of the street smart. She's, she's not, not that she's driven by money, but she, it showed the different histories that they had. Isn't you know, so it, it just speaks about like how powerful uh, a moment can be in revealing who characters are yeah. when the writing, you know, is of that level. Like it's just, it's one moment. It has nothing to do about, you know, who they are as these characters about their history, nothing. But in this, in this gesture, in this one moment, like so much is shown and nothing has to be said. And I just... Yeah. I loved that scene and that moment for sure. Me too. Me too. Yeah, it's true. Um, the other thing was that Aoife was back, Yeah, which was, you know, Inga is so, oh my God. I was so angry at her at the end. I know. I mean, that was a crazy scene Yeah, that she like, and what I loved is that Chris, not really Chris, Dyson played by Chris was so good at I mean, he got, he was super vulnerable. Like it, it, you know, it it almost, he almost died. Like it really, it shows you because Dyson's so powerful. It shows you how powerful Aoife is, Mm. you know, which is this huge threat to Bo and everybody else that Bo doesn't really know yet. But um, it shows you her power because if she can take Dyson down that quickly, you know, then what is she going to do later? Mwahaha. Everyone knows who's watching the show, but, um, but you know, at this point we were like, whoa. Um, and she just did it so well. And I love that. I mean, this is the first time that Bo is able to successfully use her power to breathe life back into, um, which was weird to shoot because I was just going (sighs) into Chris's face. (laughs) Poor guy. Um, we're like, we have some gum on standby, please. I'm just going to Yep. Just breathe on you. He was funny though. Like whenever we had to get any kind of close or anything, he was like, I don't care. Like go eat peanuts or something. I don't care. And I'm like, you yeah, don't he, care? Like he you prob- don't. He probably had a burrito like right before. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, you're, you're whatever you ate can't top my burrito that I just had. Bre- yeah. Famous and I feel like I just, I just created a visual of me eating bags of peanuts on set, which <laughs> I never did once. Just so you know, like I never ate peanuts, but 
I feel like that would be something <laughs> that would stick in your mouth and Chris wouldn't have cared. But anyway, but I was breathing in his face. Um, I love how but that I, came from love, like that, yes. that she discovers this like out, out of love and out and of desperation a, and desperation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. And I also, I mean, I love the, f- I mean, Bo and Kenzie always had fun, but there is at this point in the show, I feel like there was such a sisterly bond between them. There was less about discovering who each other is or yeah. are, is that mm. the right way to say it? Yeah. Um, and more about just sinking into the the comfortability of the relationship. Mm. They had such um, a nice groove at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I can't remember when we shot episode 12 specifically. Um, Cause we, you know, we went so, I mean, we went out of order, but maybe it wasn't as scattered as, as my memory of it was. But um, I know that this was towards the end. I do know that. Um, anyway. And I also really like the, the scene between Bo and Dyson on the bed where, where, they kind of commit to each other, yeah. you know, that was a really nice scene. And it also was such a good way to set up what's going to come later of that, yeah. that whole thing breaking down. Um, I feel like, I feel like this, yeah, that was, oh, that was such a beautiful, I just, I could watch you guys all day. I swear to God, there's something about, um, there's something about like the alchemy of you two on screen. Like it just, it just, I'm not even trying to be like, I don't know, cheesy about it, but there's just some like magical energy, uh, and chemistry. And I just enjoy watching you guys so much. Those scenes are so beautiful and, and heartfelt and, and, um, yeah, just love them. Also, thank you in this episode, I feel like it was also the beginning of like, um, Kenzie and Hale's I know. dynamic and like that, you know, when they're in the office and the, the, um, the, oh my God, uh, the, the gardener comes to try like open the door, that cute little shot of like their hands. Hands. Uh, I know. I love that and, shot. Yeah. It was, it was nice to, um, to see. The, he, he really the makes a move on you. Like, yeah, I had what forgotten happened under that table. Uh, I know <laughs> what was actually going on. Ksenia behind the scenes for all everyone listening. What was actually happening under there with you and Mr. Collins? I wish I had an exciting uh, <laughs> answer know. for you, <laughs> but don't think it's going to be as exciting um, as we would like. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was really, um, it was really nice to be able to see like the beginning of it because yeah. season one is so far away. So in my mind, like the, the freshest memories are, Kenzie and Hale, um, you know, probably like season four, you know, when they finally get together and yeah. obviously, you know, tragedy strikes and whatnot. So it was great to see that. Yeah. And we have all. seen that earlier in the season, like just a few episodes back, we started to see the beginnings of Kenzie mm-hmm. and Hale. Um, but in this episode in particular, I mean, he genuinely tries to make a move on you. And I love the way it was filmed. You're right with the hands. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really clever. And that he keeps calling her small and like shorty and how annoyed yeah. she is. Yeah. I know. I know. There are so many good things. So yeah. many good things. Is there anything in what worked and what didn't work in this episode? I noticed one thing that didn't work oh. for my personal taste. Do you tell of- of rocks hitting heads at the beginning oh. of the, 
in your. I had no idea you had a specific taste in rock sitting head. I, I, I do. I wow. mean, now, now I know this, but the, be- mm-hmm. the opening scene, um, with Thumper. Yeah. Right. And yeah. he gets hit on the head with a rock. And when he got hit on the head, it didn't look like it did to me for, for my taste. It didn't look like it was like a hard enough hit. And I was like, I have beef with this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And way? also <laughs> what I noticed about it is that he got hit back he, in the back of and his head, but then he was bleeding yeah. over here. Yeah. I, yeah. What happened? Hey, look, we both noticed that. And I, I had not reflected on it the same way. <laughs> I spent a really long time thinking about this and I was like, but you know, oh, I think it's good it. to, when, with that question of what worked and what didn't, I mean, there's so much that worked. Right. But like, it's nice to talk about little things that you're like, huh? Like it didn't quite work. Land. Like obviously the naked people running by didn't quite work because you didn't even notice it. Even they should, it should have been a slow-mo shot. It should have been. <laughs> Although that probably would have been a different contract for those performers. But, yeah. um, how about for you? What, what I, were there any like silly things that you noticed where you were like, I'll tell you what didn't work. And I've, I feel like this whole first season of this podcast, I've commented on my hair. (laughs) I love Sandy, who was the man who did our hair and he was incredible by the way. But in this episode, Bo's hair really kept falling. I had this like, had this kind of Laura Ingalls poof on the top Mm -hmm. and it kept falling flat and someone needed to get back there and just give it a little (laughs) oomph because it was really falling over in this episode. And I was like, what is happening? So I would say that didn't work. It, not okay. in every moment, but it just was a little, um, okay. it just kept falling. I, I don't know that. why, but it was hot and humid. So that might be part of it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like so much worked, you know, it's just like, again, we're nearing the end of the season. Uh, ooh, there's a big cliffhanger at the end with, you know, Aoife's back. I love her say my name, bitch. I mean, that's, <laughs> it was so intense, intense right? Yeah, there was something really special about season one. I, I, it's like this episode kind of reflects. I think it kind of encaptures, encaptures. It, it kind of captures what we loved about season one. You know, um, the banter between the characters, the undercover creature of the week stuff, which I think was kind of unique to season one. Um, but some really great character development and relationship development in that framework. And I feel like this episode kind of holds that, you know? Absolutely. And I, I think at this point, um, and you referenced this before, like in terms of Bo and Kenzie's relationship where they were no longer in the discovery phase, but they had like, you know, found their groove. And, um, I think also for us, like as actors, like at this point, you can tell that we've like all relaxed into our characters and like taken ownership and like, um, yeah, I, I, I took note of that in this episode and it's really, it's really, um, nice to see because obviously the more, you know, who you're playing, the more you relax into it, you can, um, the more you can play and discover even more things with like a really solid foundation. So I just noticed everybody was really just like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like when you start, you're, most of what you're seeing on screen is really coming from the page, which of course mm-hmm. everything comes from the page initially. But as you evolve, you, there's more stuff happening that's not on the page, right. you know? Right. Um, and that is exactly what you're talking about, that ease of playing the characters. And I love for Bo and Kenzie in particular, um, how 
yes, they've kind of, they, they, they both have histories that have made them have to take advantage of situations or advantage of people. Um, and this is not that relationship for them. Mm. You know, it's a real bond that, um, it's a sister bond. It's a best friend bond. And it's just like lifts each other up all the time, even when they disagree or whatever, it's still there. Um, so Miss Solo, this was so nice to see you again. Thank you for doing this. I know everyone listening will love hearing from you again on this episode and we'll talk to you again soon. And thank you so much, everybody for listening. And next week will be the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast season finale. So we will see you all then. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast, which is produced by Anna Silk, Rachel Scarston, and Seth Cooperman, with theme music by our very own Blood King, Rick Howland. Please rate, review, and share the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast. This enables us to grow and to continue bringing you exciting new content every week. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram and on our YouTube channel at Lost Girl Rewatch. You can also subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus episodes made just for you and get early access to all of our episodes. burning question for you when you and Dyson were in the bathtub like looking at the pamphlets I was wondering like how much you were ad-libbing and how much was actually on the page oh my god it's such such, I don't know if you remember but it's it's just such a like fun moment and I was like so coupley yeah right like we're like honestly I don't (laughs) I don't remember I don't remember (laughs) I do remember watching it going like we have pamphlets and we're talking like a couple because we're not undercover there yeah but we're kind of like regular couple like talking about trips what is this show I know I know no I can't remember I can't remember I was because you were mentioning like oh this one has like a hot tub like this one has uh, you know, whatever. And there was just something about it that was like, it just felt so like natural that I was like, are you guys, was this scripted? Or are you just like making it up about like these different like hotels that you can go to and like the different. Literally, I can't remember. I cannot remember, but that is a great oh. question. I think all I remember is we were in like bathing suits <laughs> underneath oh, the, the bubbles. Ah. Well, like some kind of bathing suits. We weren't, we weren't nude. That was my next question. <laughs> what were under, what was under, what was those, under bubbles? those bubbles? Yeah. Bathing suits, flesh toned okay. bathing suits. Sexy. Probably. I'm guessing. That yeah. is a great question. Ksenia, I love it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.